Well, good morning, and it's good to be able to be here in person and online as well. Um, as we think this morning, I'm calling it the road to recovery. We're hoping that we're coming out of uh, the restrictions and the, the sadness, really, of the COVID pandemic. And that is a massive thing that is, well, as the whole world has been suffering. But this morning I'm thinking, yes, in terms of uh, health, but also spiritual health, the road to recovery in terms of our spiritual well-being. But here's a good quiz question for you uh, as we begin this morning. Where in the world can you travel over 240 meters below sea level, or if you're in old money, that's about 800 feet. Where can you travel 800 feet below sea level and still be bone dry? The answer is Jericho. Jericho in Israel. I've actually been to Jericho. Perhaps you've been to Jericho. All I remember about Jericho is how hot it was. Very intensely hot. Um, but oranges everywhere. Lovely orange trees and then orange drinks on the side of the road as well. Well, that's where our story is set this morning in Luke 18. What a difference a day makes. What a difference a day makes. I'm sure we've all had that experience, haven't we? Something's happened to us, whether it's been planned or, or unexpected, and it's completely changed the course of your day, maybe changed the course of your week, may even change the course of your life. Depends how significant it is, but I'm old enough to remember the words of the popular song. I think it was back in the 70s or maybe even older. It went like this, doesn't it? What a difference a day made. 24 little hours brought the sun and the flowers where there used to be rain. Now, of course, it's wonderful if um, the difference is entirely positive. It's not so great when whatever happens, the difference is a disaster. But for this one blind beggar here in Jericho, it was certainly sunshine and flowers where there used to be rain. What an amazing difference Jesus made to this man's life. Now the other gospel accounts of this incident, if you want to read them there, they actually name him. He's Bartimaeus, so we'll call him Bartimaeus as well this morning. Little did he know, if you think about Bartimaeus, little did he know, did he, when he started that day, that actually... When he went to the roadside, that was going to be the road to recovery for him. And his story today, I think, can teach us some important lessons about faith in Jesus Christ, which, of course, is the ultimate need of all of us in terms of our own recovery, our own restoration spiritually, as we need to be in touch with God. Just think about Bartimaeus for a moment every day. Just imagine it. It's the same for him every day in his dark world. He'd get up, perhaps he'd, he'd grope around for a crust of bread to eat, something to drink. Then he'd get his stick and he'd go tap, tap, tap on, along the way from his little shack or wherever he lived and go out to his normal spot, probably on a busy street because there he'd have quite a lot of people passing by. And when he heard them passing by, he would cry out, well, he would cry out in the, old, in the old language, it was arms, arms for the blind. When I was young, I, I often thought, why on earth does he need arms? A-R-M-S. But of course, it's A-L-M-S, arms for the blind. It's, it's charity. That's what he would shout. Remember me. Give me something. Some money for the blind. And that's how he eked out his, 
his survival. But this day, it was different. There was a larger than usual crowd, and uh, when he asked what was happening, what was all the fuss and the noise, he was told, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And Bartimaeus instantly thought, Jesus of Nazareth? He's not just Jesus of Nazareth, is he? he he's, he's the son of David. He's the Messiah. I've heard about his marvelous teaching. I've heard the stories about how he healed the sick. He's even raised the dead. And yes, I've heard that he's opened the eyes of the blind as he's gone about in uh, Israel. And so Bartimaeus instantly knew that this was his window of opportunity this day. Jesus was passing by. Soon he would be gone, never to pass that way again. And so he began to shout on the top of his voice, as we're told here in the scriptures, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were around him, the scripture said, they told him to be quiet. Shut up, man. He said, we can't, we can't hear what Jesus is saying. But he shouted even louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Tell the beggar to be quiet, they said. The master's got more important things to do than, than attend to you, but he wouldn't be quiet. This was his only chance. And he wasn't going to miss it. Now, three simple lessons this morning, but very important lessons about true faith. How we're going to recover spiritually, as it were, as we put our faith in God and in the Lord Jesus. Here's the first one. True faith grabs the opportunity. True faith grabs the opportunity. Bartimaeus is not indifferent to the presence and the power of Jesus. He didn't say, oh, well, if I don't make it today, uh, perhaps there'll be another opportunity, so maybe I, I won't bother. Uh, no, no, he, he didn't think like that. He grabbed this opportunity with both hands. He didn't presume he'd have another chance. It was now or never. And you know, just as Bartimaeus had his opportune moment to cry out to Jesus, and then it would be gone, so it is with you and me. So it is with you and me. Today, the scriptures tell us, today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. We may not have tomorrow. Today, today you're hearing the word of God. Today you're hearing about a Savior who's inviting you to come to him for healing, for mercy, for grace. Jesus is passing by, and he may never pass so close to you again. And he is the only one with the power to open our eyes, our eyes that have been blinded by our disobedience and our rebellion against God, our sin, as the Bible calls us. So call out to him while he is near. And listen, like Bartimaeus, don't be put off by what people say around you. This is what uh, Jesus said to the crowds on one occasion. He said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, by which he means those who think that they're righteous, but sinners, those who know their need. So you see, we're all sick in that sense. We're all spiritually unwell. We need a divine doctor. And Jesus has come to heal us, to put us right to put us on the road to recovery. And so as he comes near to us in worship, in his word, 
In the songs, as he speaks to us by his spirit in our inner beings, we need to grab the opportunity to put our faith in him, our trust in him. True faith grabs the opportunity gladly to be made whole by Jesus. That's the first lesson, but here's another one. Another aspect of uh, Bartimaeus' response. It's a very important lesson about faith. It's this. True faith realizes who Jesus really is. True faith realizes who Jesus really is. Did you notice in the reading the difference between what the crowds in Jericho that day were shouting and what Bartimaeus shouted? It was about the person of Jesus, wasn't it? The crowds were shouting, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Well, that's true, of course. He was from Nazareth in one sense. But Bartimaeus didn't cry out, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. No. He cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So although this beggar was blind physically, he was beginning to see or he saw something different, something significant about Jesus. He's the son of David. The beggar realized who Jesus truly was. Public opinion, we're told in the New Testament, was, was divided about Jesus. Uh, some thought he was just a false prophet, an imposter. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? They sneered, so we're told. But then others said, no, wait a minute. Surely no one could do the miracles that this man does unless he were from God. The deaf hear, the dumb speak, the lame walk, the dead are raised, and the eyes of the blind are opened. And you can imagine, can't we, that when, when Bartimaeus heard that last statement as the people were talking, the eyes of the blind are opened, he, he, he would ask, did, did you say that this Jesus from Nazareth opens the eyes of the blind? Yes, they said. Actually, he's just opened the eyes of the blind man before this, uh, when he was in Jerusalem, a man born blind. And so Bartimaeus' heart leapt with hope as he thought, well, yes, this, this Jesus really is the Messiah then. He is the son of David. And now he's here in Jericho. If only I could get to him or, or he come to me and then Jesus could give me back my sight. And, and so now here he really was. And he realized who he was. And so Bartimaeus realized that Jesus was the Messiah. He was the son of David, born in Bethlehem. He was the anointed of God, bringing in God's amazing kingdom with all those miraculous signs that the people were talking about. The deaf hearing, the dumb speaking, the dead raised, and even the eyes of the blind were opened. Here's the kingdom coming in. Jesus is the king. He is the Messiah. And he realized who Jesus really was. And so the lesson is clear, isn't it? For us, it's of vital importance that our faith rests in the Jesus revealed in the Bible, in the Scriptures. Not a Jesus of our own imagination. Not the Jesus of the cults, like some of the cults who deny who Jesus really was, that he's not God. Not the Jesus of other religions, however much they might respect him in their sacred writings and see him as a good man or even a prophet, not the Jesus of um, our vague sort of new age thinking, the Jesus who is a, a sort of spiritually attuned person, a guru who can help us, maybe lead us to enlightenment and so on. No, we must believe in Jesus as revealed in the scripture, the true Jesus, the promised Messiah of the Old Testament, the fulfillment 
of all that we've been looking at in the Old Testament with, with Owen on these Sunday mornings. The Son of Man, the Son of God, now fully revealed in the New Testament. Because it's only this Jesus who has the power to heal us and to forgive us and to set us on the road to recovery. Only the true Jesus. And then thirdly and lastly, here's a lesson which if, if, you, if you know anything about Luke's gospel, it comes again and again and again. And of course throughout the whole of the New Testament. True faith relies on God's mercy, not on our merits. True faith relies on God's mercy, not on our merits. What do I mean? Well, you see, Bartimaeus didn't stand up when he got up from the roadside on that day and say, uh, excuse me, Jesus, I've lived a pretty good life. Well, at least I've always tried to. I've always tried to go to the synagogue. I've never really hurt anyone, not deliberately. I've tried to do the best I can, so please could you open my eyes? He didn't, he didn't think like that. He didn't argue or reason like that at all, did he? Bartimaeus knew he was a blind beggar who had no claim on Jesus really for healing. He had nothing in himself to commend himself to Jesus Christ to ask for this miracle. Like the other characters that we actually meet in this chapter, if you want to read it, he just cried out for mercy. The widow before the judge, she just cries out for mercy. The tax collector who goes up to the temple to pray, Lord, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Even like the babies that are brought to Jesus in this chapter, they're helpless, they're hopeless. Bartimaeus realizes he's helpless, he's hopeless, apart from the mercy and the grace of God. You see, Luke wants us to see that spiritually we're all, we're all blind, we're all beggars, actually, poor, before God and this is such an important lesson isn't it I think I don't know about you but I think perhaps this is um, one of the major stumbling blocks that keeps people from coming to Jesus Christ they they feel they, they want to commend themselves and their good deeds uh, and you know God has to open our eyes to our true condition before him we have nothing in ourselves to merit his salvation we are spiritually blind and the only way that we can come to him is to ask for mercy for grace not on the basis of our own merits that of course humbles us doesn't it but you see the great thing is this that when we do come like that the wonderful truth is that Jesus accepts us we're accepted by God and he works this miracle of grace in our lives and the wonderful thing is that means that anybody can come. Everybody can come. It's not on the basis of what we do, how good we are, how important we are, or how intelligent we are. No, it's on the basis of God's mercy and grace. This is such an important lesson about faith. I mean, if you read this chapter, you see how Jesus has just allowed the most, we would think, the most desirable potential disciple, the rich young ruler, to go away. He didn't chase after him. When Jesus said to him, uh, when he asked, what can I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, well, you know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honor your father and mother. He had confidently replied, well, all these I've kept since I was a boy. 
What was his problem? Well, he was proud. He thought he was good enough. He was certain that that would be a good basis on which he could be accepted and inherit eternal life on what he'd achieved. He didn't realize his true need. And so sadly, he walked away from Jesus. But now here's Jesus and he pauses. Jesus stops on his journey for this, actually for this social outcast, for this blind beggar who depends on others' charity for his very survival. What a contrast between the rich young ruler who went away and this guy who is touched by Jesus and whose day and whose life is totally transformed. What a contrast. But in God's kingdom, isn't that wonderful? There are no unimportant people, you see. God doesn't judge us on our social standing. We are all in need. And it's typical of Jesus to welcome just those sorts of people who actually society rejects and despises, whether they're rich or poor. But today, Bartimaeus for us, I think he's such a great example of faith in Jesus. Faith grabs the opportunity. We don't treat it lightly or indifferently. Faith realizes who Jesus really is, the Son of God, the Messiah. And faith relies on God's mercy, not on our merits, so that we might be made whole. You may know the, the story, the, well, the true story of John Wesley. You know, John Wesley, great uh, founder of the Methodist movement, he wrote about his faith journey in this way. He said, I'd hoped to be saved by not being as bad as some people, having a likeness for religion, reading the Bible, going to church, saying my prayers. That's what he said in his journal. But you know, it wasn't until he was 35 years old, after 13 years as an ordained priest in the Church of England, and as a, after a spell of being a missionary in America. After that, he truly found peace with God and the assurance that God had accepted him. How? Well, he was listening to a sermon in a little chapel from Paul's letter to, to the Romans, and Wesley writes this. As the preacher described the change God works in the heart through faith in Christ, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ and in Christ alone for salvation. I felt that he had taken away my sins, even mine, and he had saved me from sin and death. What a difference that day made in the life of John Wesley when he came to that that absolute trust in Jesus and in Christ alone for his hope, for his peace, for his acceptance before God. But it's not just for John Wesley. The scripture says, Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it's for you and for me. Faith in Jesus, who he really is and what he's done for us so that he can put us on the road to recovery. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you have come to us in our need, in the person of your Son, Jesus Christ. Forgive us, Lord, that sometimes 
we think that we have to do more to be accepted by you, but we know we can never do enough. We never know how much we should do. We can never be sure we've done enough. So we thank you that Jesus has done more than enough for each one of us to know your peace, your forgiveness, your acceptance, your joy, your light, your guidance, your promises for now and for all eternity. So help us to put our trust in you, Lord Jesus, and to follow you like the blind man, to follow you along the way. We ask it in your name and for your glory. Amen.